something is not working. Good morning again. I spoke uh, with uh, Pastor Skoritz a couple weeks ago, and he told me how wonderful you are. And he stayed with you for a long, long time, and he ministered here, and he said that he he was so blessed in in your family of God. And um, I feel already being blessed to hear children participating in the service. Every one of you participate in Sabbath school was wonderful. And ukulele. Uh, I don't play ukulele, but I have one at home. So I would like to take lessons from you <laughs> whenever you can. If it's not too expensive. <laughs> Is there a special place where you like to go? Is there a, a beautiful spot here around where, you know, maybe a trail, maybe you like ocean, maybe you like uh, to be outside, maybe you like to read book. Is there anything special that you would like to do? Anything? Alaska. Alaska. We've been to Alaska this year on a cruise, first time in my life, and people say that when you go there, you want to stay. And it's true. It's beautiful. Anybody else? Any exciting places that you've been before and you want to go again, if you could? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Been there, been there, and I saw it. It's so beautiful. We saw Mother Bear with two cups, and they were just walking by, you know. We, we stayed in the car. Anybody else? Yosemite National Park. Oh, wonderful place to be. I've been there too. Beautiful place. Israel. That's the place I would like to go. I've never been there. We were close to go there. Our friends invited to go there. It's a family. They have a family in Israel, and so they wanted to give us a special tour that only people that live there can probably do. Anybody else? My backyard. Your backyard. <laughs> you see, I think every one of us has a special place where you would like to be. Why are you here? What brings you to this place every week, whenever you can? Family? Family? Friends? God? And I think you chose, instead of spending time watching TV, reading book, going for a hike, listening to a music, just relaxing, or be somewhere else, you are here. And there is a reason for it. Because you love God, first of all. You like this family. You love this family. You want to be in their midst when they are praising God and giving thanks to Him. So remember that. You have so many choices in this life, but you chose to be here. 
and to give thanks to God. I would like to speak to you about seven wonders of the world. We don't have much. When do you end the service, by the way? When is it all? Usually like 12. 12, OK. It could be 2 o'clock, right? <laughs> so what does it mean, the word wonder? What's, what's the word wonder means when we say seven wonders of the world? Something awesome, unique. So the definition of the word wonder from the dictionary, and you were so right. Uh, okay. The word wonder, if it's a noun, it means a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. When you think about this, a surprise mixed with admiration. Did you experience that in your life? When you would come to the place, natural place, and you say, wow. Great Canyon, I was in Great Canyon. I saw pictures before, but pictures is nothing. You feel so small. You climb on mountains somewhere, and you feel so big, but when you are over there, you're so small. People, do you have role models that you admire? Somebody that you wanted to be or be like that person? Do you admire some celebrities? Do you admire music, book? In my life, what surprised me a lot when I lived in the Soviet Union and I saw how strong the communism was. I never thought in my lifetime I'm going to see it collapsing. We lived behind the Iron Curtain or behind the Iron Wall, which means that the government was keeping us inside and didn't want to see any other countries. If you wanted to travel, you have to obtain different passport. We used to have a passport only for inside of the country, moving inside of the country. Wherever you are flying inside of the country, that's the passport we were using. But then international pa passport to use when you go across the customs of any countries. And the government was not giving that permission to anybody except to trusted people. So you have to meet in those days with government officials, KGB officers wearing civilian clothes. We knew they are KGB officers. And they would make sure that you are not going to be given any information about the government. Your trust was worthy to come back, and uh, you're not going to detect the defect. You're going to stay in your home, you are going to be with your kids. And a lot of times, if you want to travel, and you get lucky and you get permission to travel, 
Your kids stay behind at home. Your spouse can stay behind at, at home. So they knew you would have a lot of reasons to come back. So for me, that was surprising. And I admired the things when I came to the United States, which I never dreamt in my life is going to happen. I came to this country to learn about God. In my country at that time, they had no schools of religion for Seventh-day Adventist ministers. And I had an opportunity to come and to study. When I crossed the border, I didn't speak any English. I was 25. And everybody said to me, the, the moment you cross the border, you will know how to speak English. That's how fast they learn. So I decided that I need to learn because they took me to Southern College. At that time, it was college. And they gave me right away subjects in English. And I was translating every word with a dictionary. And then I lost my dictionary. And, and so I decided I'm going to go and uh, learn it somehow. And somebody said to me, you've got to watch TV. That helps. So for three months, I was watching this channel in the gym, in the dormitory. And, and then I realized it was Spanish no. language. <laughs> so, un poquito. Um, <laughs> I, have, I had a role model, my uncle. He was in charge of public, pub, pub, publishing house, you can say it, but it was not publishing house. So it was illegal to print anything religious in, in nature. You cannot go to the publishing house and print the Bible, Sabbath school. So my um, uh, uncle learned English with dictionaries and, you know, with the help of, of somebody. And he was the one translating the Desire of Ages book, the Ellen White books, and uh, Quarterly. And uh, he was translating it. I, in my presence, many times he would translate it. And he would walk across the room, and he, his wife would be typing. And all the Sabbath school lessons that we had, it was typed. And they would put uh, maybe like 11, 12 pages together with a carbon copy. And, and she would have to pounce the, those you know, things so that the last one would be readable. And we as a family would always get the, the worst one, that, the, worst the worst copy. And then he would give it to other typists. And a lot of those people were typing so that the neighbors would not hear them typing something. And they would put cover on the, on the table, many, many blankets. And they would go under the table, have a light there, and type there without much, much oxygen sometimes. Um, we had churches closed because of the government. My wife's family, her 
great-grandpa spent 25 years in Gulag. Her grandpa spent 10 years, and her dad spent five years in Gulag. Why he spent only five years? Because right when Stalin died, that was his fifth year. The dictator of, of the country, Stalin, if you remember the history. Well, in Siberia, it was concentration camps before Hitler even uh, built his during the World War II. In the 30s, Stalin had concentrations camp for his own people. And according to the, some of the estimates, about 60 million people died in those prisons. They, were, they wanted people to die, basically, because they wanted to put more and more new people into those camps, and they did, didn't want to build more camps. Anyway, it was a matter of life and death. And I admire people who went because of their faith, because they didn't want to say, I don't believe in God. They went to those places, and many of them passed away. My, my grandparents, I never met my grandfathers, they passed away in, in prison for their beliefs. So seven wonders of the world uh, in ancient time. Who or what do you admire? And I was debating, is it who or whom? And some say it's who, and some say it's whom. So forgive me if it's whom. Who or what do you admire? The seven wonders of the world of ancient world. The Great Pyramid of Giza, at Giza, Egypt, that's number one. In ancient times, people admired how it was built. It was built in 20 years. In 2500 BC, approximately, 5.9 million uh, tons. So if you calculate it in 20 years, day and night, every hour, every day, they would have to move 800 tons every day of stone. Think about blocks. You know, it's all made with stones, with blocks. They're not small, but they're, they're big. Some of them are three tons, and some of them 80 tons each. How many of them? It's estimated by the volume that it's between 2.3 million blocks and 2.5 million blocks. So if you calculate, um, in 20 years, working day and, and, and night, Every hour, you have to put 12 blocks into the place. Every hour, 12 blocks. But think about it. You have to carve them. You have to make them, right? Carve them somewhere, and then bring it the distance and put it in place. Even today, it's not an easy task. With every technology that we have, it's not an easy task to do. What was the purpose of this building? It's a place, it's a gravesite place 
for very important people. So inside you would have chambers, you would have tunnels. Recently, a, a new tunnel was discovered because of the technology that we have. So it's not only brick on brick, but it's a very interesting and amazing design. It was built for putting dead bodies with an idea that in this place, they are going to enter through these pyramids into a new life. So for them, this was a way for salvation, if you think about it. The next one, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. We don't have that anymore. But what happened, the king married wife who grew up in, in the place and area where there were trees, gardens, and she was missing that, being married far away from home. And according to the, uh, some theories, he decided to build the gardens of Babylon just for her sake. It was not just garden. First of all, with bricks and mortar and soil, they put a huge mountain and then on that mountain, they put trees, hanging gardens, flowers, beautiful flowers. Okay. So this is a picture of somebody's imagination, of course, since we are separated by the time it existed. But just imagine paradise, something beautiful that you cannot maybe even imagine. The statue of Zeus in Olympia, Greece, that was another wonder of the world. It was in the temple. It's marvelous. It has a lot of uh, precious material, stones, gold. And because of that, it didn't survive either. The temple of Artemis in Ephesus, you remember probably in the Bible, in the book of Acts, uh, the, the temple to Diana, we call it sometimes. So there is a biblical history, and that temple was so beautiful, it was renovated three times, but finally the earthquake destroyed it. And once it was destroyed, the stones were used to build castles and, and homes. The mausoleum at Halicarnassus, beautiful place. Again, it's a place for somebody who, who died. Um, a brother, and it's common in those days, a brother married his sister. When he passed away, she decided to... Um, honor him with this building and place of burial. The Colossus of Rhodes. This is a great monument. And um, in this town, Rhodes, they had like 3,000 uh, different statues or monuments. This was a very, very high uh, statue, but didn't survive the time. Again, earthquake. Uh, destroyed it. The lighthouse at Alexandria, Egypt. The enemies uh, of uh, Alexandria, 
this was a seaport, they didn't want uh, uh, people in Alexandria to be strong. So they wanted to destroy this, this uh, uh, lighthouse. How they did it? The enemy said that there is a treasure, great treasure, that is under this building, the lighthouse of Alexandria. And uh, the people believed it. And they took it brick by brick, this beautiful uh, lighthouse. And of course, they didn't find any, any treasures. They didn't put back this building. It was very difficult. So they used stones for something else. Uh, and today, uh, in 2000, when people look at all of these wonders of the world, they discovered that only one of them exists, which is the Great Pyramid of Giza. So they, we cannot go and see all of those six wonders, only one of them. So they decided we are going to vote for new wonders of the world. And they decided to put it on the websites, on internet, and ask people to vote for those wonders of the world that exist today, and you can go and visit them. Over 100 million people voted. That's the biggest poll, largest poll in history of mankind. And they came up with a new list. And this one is number one, and I'm not going to tell you about the others, so you have to come again <laughs> or Google it. Who knows where it is and what is it called? Brazil. Brazil. What city? Rio de Janeiro. Janeiro. And what is the statue of? Jesus Christ, the Redeemer. So what is so special about this statue? Why so many people voted for it? First of all, there were 200 options to vote for something new and wonderful. And it came down to seven. This was one of the seven. When, when you were looking at Olympic Games in two, 2016, this was the image that you would see right in the beginning when they were playing the introduction. This statue is about 98.3 feet high, and it also sits on the high mountain overlooking the, the, sea, the ocean and the, and the city. First, they decided that Jesus Christ is going to be holding a globe, our earth, a globe, in one hand and cross in the other hand. But then they changed their mind. This statue there is almost like more than 80 years already. They decided that Christ needs to be standing with outstretched arms, welcoming the world, welcoming the people, and also giving them protection and love. But it is also, if you think about, if you close your eyes and for a second think about, it reminds us the cross. Because that's the way Jesus died. He died for us, and the statue is called the Redeemer. You can get on the train, you can 
Also, you have to walk many steps, about 200 steps, and you can get close to this place with a beautiful view. For us Christians, we think that the greatest wonder of this world is Jesus Christ alive. I appreciate people voting for this, but I think as a Christian, my greatest wonder is Jesus Christ. Could you? Amen. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Do we need salvation? Do we need redemption? Am I among sinners today? I was hoping to see one who is not. And there is one. It is Jesus. Jesus Christ. Salvation is important and necessary. If we are not going to be saved, we are going to do what? Perish. Forever. Redemption is required. I am redeemed. Are you? It already happened in the past. He died for us. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3, 23. We're all sinners. Is there a worse sinner or just a little sinner? Once you're a sinner, you're a sinner. For the wages of sins, death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen to that. There are so many today that are teaching that there are many roads to, to God. Many roads to be saved. That's not what the Bible is saying. There is only one way. The way. And it is through Jesus Christ and his blood. Amen. I want to tell you a little bit. We don't have much time, but Jesus was invited to the house of Simon, who is a Pharisee. The word Pharisee in those days was a very honorable word. He was reclining at the table. He was eating. They were talking. Suddenly, something happened. There was a woman that came close to Jesus touched his feet, washed it with her own tears, and brought an alabaster jar or perfume that is the most expensive perfume that people could not afford. She bought it with everything she had. And she was weeping, and her tears washed the feet of Jesus Christ. And the Pharisees got offended and even said, if you would have known who is touching your feet, you would not allow this to happen. You're probably not a prophet. 
she is a sinner. And Jesus answered to Simon, two men owed money, a certain money lender, one owed 500 and the other 50. And neither of them could pay. So he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus, Jesus said. Sometimes we live in the past. We've done maybe something. We offended somebody. Maybe we did something wrong and we live in that past. You are redeemed. What does it do to our past? Everything is anew. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. It's in the past. We are redeemed. And therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Sometimes we don't live also in the present. We live in the past, we live in the future, but we do not appreciate our present time. How important it is to know that we are redeemed and that something is for us to be benefit in the present. Every day, every time you walk, every day you, you do something, appreciate that moment. Maybe right now the school is so hard and difficult, but when you look back sometimes you think, that was the best time of all my life maybe. And every time we think we live in the past or in the future and we do not really live in the present. Romans 7, 19, for what I do is not the good I want to do, not the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Remember you are redeemed and Christ is with you in the present. And whatever you are going to be facing, he is with you right now. For us, a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The most wonderful person in this world is Jesus. Jesus is our Redeemer. And I would like to quote to you from the hymnal 337, and maybe we can sing together that first stanza. How does it go? I, I, I cannot find it. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. What a beautiful words. Who can lead us in that song? Redeem how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child forever I am. 
here today. You're present and we feel it. We feel your Holy Spirit upon us. We see your angels surrounding us, each one of us, giving us love, mercy, guiding us in this world, helping us every step of the way. We want to thank you for everything you do for us. We want to be also in your kingdom of heaven. And we want to be ready when you come. And maybe, maybe we can also bring light to one person in this world and tell how much you love everybody. We are here to be blessed with spending time together as a family of God, your family. Please be with us. Bless us continually through the day and bring us safely back where we came from today. Bless us this week also. Bless our children. We pray in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.